Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Bless you guys. Today I want to minister a message entitled Remain Thankful. Remain thankful. In other words, that we don't become seasonal in your thanksgiving when it comes to serving the Lord. Come on, the definition of remain is this. It means to continue unchanged or to stay. Somebody say stay. Another meaning is to oblige, to continue, to endure, to hold on, to hold up, to keep up, to last, persist, and run on. Tell your neighbor, remain. Come on, point to somebody say, remain. Come on, remain. The Bible says that those who endure, those that remain to the end will be what? Saved. We must remain, church. We must remain thankful. Come on. When we don't remain thankful, many will bail. Come on. When we don't remain thankful, church, many will depart. Many will exit. Many will pack up, move out, and walk out on God. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, those things happen, amen, in our lives if we don't remain thankful. People that backslide forget to thank God. People that have walked away from God, and I'm speaking one that has walked away. I'm speaking one as a backslider that I forgot to be thankful to God, and I just lost it. I forgot what he's done on the cross. I, I forgot about the blood of Jesus. I forgot what he did when he changed my life, when he saved me. I did not remain thankful. And so when we don't do that, church, we will bail out on God. And we will become seasonal Christians. Which means we will serve God only when things are going well. Come on, somebody. Come on, you ever see people that come in and out, church? Come on, they come back, and they come in, and they're seasonal. And so if we are going to have victory, come on, somebody say victory. Come on, somebody give me the victory sign. Come on, bring that victory sign. Remember that with Pastor Reuben? Hallelujah. I, don't, I remember that conference, amen, of victory, amen. But if we are going to have victory in 2020 and beyond, amen, and continue to grow in our walk with the Lord, we must, somebody say, I must, we must remain thankful to the Lord. Come on. we got to thank God all the time, church. Come on. You may not like what's presently going on in your life. You may not like what's going on at times. Amen. You may not like this virus. Amen. And what it's doing to people. But you got to know who you belong to, church. Come on, somebody. Listen, a true Christian, a true disciple looks for the good in every situation. And they remain thankful. Hallelujah. we got to be thankful, church. There's so many Scrooges in the church. Come on, somebody. So many people turn the other, the other way when it's supposed to be thankful. 
We go into seasons and we start to look around at the things that we don't have and what other people have. And, and, uh, and then we start to understand. You're not thankful. You start to feel unthankful. I, why, you know, if you're God, why don't you give me this? But a true Christian, Christian looks for the good in everything. See, I don't like that our sister Jan is not here with us. Come on, I, I don't like that. I, but I remain thankful because I know where she's at. Come on, somebody. She is healed. She has no more pain, church. Come on. Uh, she is walking in the streets of gold with her husband, Randy, with Brother Dan, Brother Jesse, and Monique. Come on, they're having a reunion, amen. Uh, come on, uh, from PCLV, amen. Uh, so there is a great celebration. Uh, so despite though it hurts uh, because they're not here with us, amen, but we remain thankful because of the blessed hope that you and I hold on to. Yes, we miss them, but yes, we know where they're at. And that should be a, a thankful spirit within our lives, church. Amen. Uh, we have to look at the good in every situation. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, 16 to 18 says this. Rejoice always. Pray continually. And give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 4 says this, rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say again, rejoice. Somebody say rejoice. See, rejoice, when you say rejoice, it causes a smile on your face. Rejoice, see? Come on, no one can say rejoice. You can't, you can't say it. You can't say it mad. You can't say it if you don't want to. But when you say rejoice, something in your spirit has you make you crack a smile. Something in your spirit makes you thankful. So when you start to rejoice, like it says there, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Remember that song, rejoice in the Lord? You got to rejoice. Church, I know that there are going to be times that you don't feel like rejoicing. Come on, let's be honest. You don't feel thankful. You don't feel joyful. Amen. Come on, you don't even want to pray. Hello. Come on, somebody. And I can understand that, but those are, are the times that we need to, church. Because why? God is still good, amen. So we must remain thankful. Come on, somebody. One hand clap. Come on, let's get some, give the Lord some praise. I know it's hard. Tell your neighbor, it's hard at times. Tell your other neighbor, I know. I understand. We all go through hard times, right? Come on. Can I get one testimony here? Since you've given your life to the Lord that, that, that you never had a hard time again. <laughs> That's what I hear. <laughs> it's true, right? No, right? No way. We go through things. We're not exempt from problems, church. We're not exempt from this virus. We're not exempt from these things, but we know who we belong to, church. And we got to understand we must be reign thankful for the Lord no matter what comes our way. Come on. How many know that he knows everything? We can't question why he takes certain people. We cannot question those things. We must remain thankful, amen. Because if you don't, it starts changing your heart, church. And before you know it, amen, you get grumpy. You get old moody, amen, and you exit the church. 
Can I let you know that is the enemy's plan today? To get people to get grumpy, scrooges, all that stuff to walk away from God. Because when you do that, you forfeit your promise. These are the times that we must remain, church. Thankful. Thankful. How many know you can find something to be thankful for? Come on, if you woke up this morning, you should be thankful. Hallelujah. There's others that did it. We got to remain thankful. Philippians chapter 4, 5 and 9 says this. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with what? Thanksgiving. Present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Remember the breastplate of righteousness? What? It guards your what? Your heart that's connected with your mind, church. Come on. It's right here. It says you'll bring a peace. Come on, when you bring it to God, he'll bring a peace. And it goes on to say, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. See, things come at your life and you start thinking bad things. Come on, let's get real. Come on, we see situation. We see a bad report from the doctor. We get these things, and, and we're not thinking lovely things. We're not thinking admiral things. We're not. Come on, am I? Is it the truth here? And so we start thinking the negative. We start thinking the bad. But he says, think of those things that are true, those things that are noble, those things that are right, those things that are excellent. Think about these things. Whatever you have learned. Anybody learn anything here? Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, it says what? Put them into practice. Come on, you cannot remain thankful if you don't put it into practice. You cannot be happy if you don't put it into practice. You cannot go, you cannot make the switch, church, from negative to positive without putting it to practice. And then it goes on to say, and God of peace will be with you. See, when we start to put the word into practice, when we start to put what we learn into practice, then the benefits come, church. The peace comes. Come on. And that's what most people need in the church is peace. The world needs peace. But there needs to be peace in the church. There are people in the church unpeaceful, unsettled. Because they, for, they forgot to thank God no matter what's going on in their life. Something hits their life and, they, and, and things just start to go into their minds, amen, which just starts to creep into their heart, amen, and all of a sudden things start to change. We cannot allow these things to come in. We, we have to filter them away. They're going to come, church. Come on, somebody say amen. They're coming. Things are going to come our way, but we have to filter it out. Yes, we feel it at the moment. Yes, we feel it there. We're not, we're not being desensitive. We're not being that it doesn't hurt us or, or nothing like that, but we cannot remain there. We have to filter it out just like a filtering system. It takes all the, the bad things, uh, you know, when you have a watering system or whatever it is, amen, it filters those things that are not good for you. We as Christians, amen, we need to change our filters sometimes. Some of your filters are dirty. 
Come on, you, you've, been, you've, been, you've been hanging on for some, some things. You need some new things inside of you. You're hanging on something. You're hanging on to scripture. I mean, you got to haven't read the word for a long time, and you're still hanging on on scripture that you memorized 30 years ago. You need some new word inside of you. You need a new filter. Come on, put that filter in there. That way it can start to work away and get all the negative stuff away from you. Listen, we shouldn't be jumping on the Jesus bus only when everything's going well. Come on, somebody. We need to be people that stay on the bus. Somebody say, stay on the bus. Come on, you got to stay on the bus. It's going to get a little bumpy. Hallelujah. Come on, sometimes you go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hallelujah. Whoa. And when those things start rocking your house and you start shaking, amen, a lot of people want to bail. But you got to stay on there, amen. Tell your neighbor, stay on. Uh, come on, uh, God's going to get you through, amen. Uh, you got to just put the seatbelt on and say, okay, Jesus, here we go. Hallelujah. It's a little rocky. It's a little scary, amen. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to trust in you. Uh, I'm not going to bail on you. Uh, come on, I'm not just going to jump on the bus when I feel good, when I got paid, uh, whatever it is. But I'm going to stay on the bus because God is good. And remain thankful. Thank God for that bump. Some of us, you need a bump. Sometimes you mistake a bump from a kick. <laughs> Sometimes he gives us a kick. Come on, somebody. I, I thank God for the kicks that he gives me. They hurt, but it shows his love for me. Anything that God brings our ways for our good, can somebody say amen? We have to learn to be thankful. How do we remain thankful, church? Just look at a life of a man who did it well. And hopefully we can learn something from his life. I want to look at the life of Paul the Apostle. When you look at Paul's life, you didn't see a man that just gave thanks to the Lord only on Thanksgiving Day. Come on, he didn't just give thanks when things were going good in his life. Every day was a thankful day for Paul. Really, every day that we wake up, as I said earlier, we should always give thanks. Come on, somebody say, thank you, Jesus. I miss Brother Dan right now. He'd be probably shouting that right now. Thank you, Jesus. He appreciated God. We have to wake up with that same attitude. Now, when we wake up, as I, as, I, as I challenge you guys in this month of November to wake up every day, say, when, the first thing is say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I wake up, I say, thank you, Jesus. I'm alive. And, oh, she's alive too. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Her hair's a little messy, but she's right there. Hallelujah. <laughs> I thank God. I, I thank God when I'm walking down my stairs to go get my coffee. Thank you, Jesus. I thank, I thank the Lord when I can open uh, the, the windows and, and see some sunlight. Come on, thank you, Jesus. I, I, I sit in my house, amen, and I just look around and say, thank you, Lord. You have been too good to me. I don't deserve this, amen. I, man, God, you are too good. There's times I'm downstairs and I'm thinking about her upstairs. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank him for my children. Thank him for my daughters that's down the street, my son, my kids, even my son that's not saved. I thank him for my son. I love my boy. 
Thank him for the things I, I have in my life. And the things that he's done. I thank him for this church. I thank him for you guys. Your faces pop up. Yeah, 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 yeah. All your little faces just pop up, just like a like the little love things that come on on the on the on the Facebook. And you see your face. Oh, there she goes. There, yeah, I thank him. Oh yeah. I thank God for you guys. I thank God for this church. I thank God for this city. I thank, oh, there's so many things to thank God for. All that's in the morning, church. I'm just thanking God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank, thank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, Paul was thankful all the time. Philippians 4, 11 to 13 says, out of the Message Bible says this. Actually, this is Paul speaking. Actually, I don't have a sense of needing anything personally. For I learned by now to be quite content whatever my circumstances are. I'm just happy with the little as with the much. With the much as with the little. I found the recipe for being happy whether I'm full or hungry, hands full or hands empty. Whatever I have, whatever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. The new King James Version says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Message Bible says, I found the recipe for happiness. I, I found the recipe for thankfulness. Amen. How many want to get a hold of that recipe? Hallelujah. Come, just you? Okay, let, let's go outside. We'll talk of the rest of the rest of the sermon with you. How many want the recipe? Hallelujah. Come on, how many want the recipe for happiness, joy, amen, thankfulness? Let me ask you a question, though, then. Are you able to be happy or content in anything that hits your life? Now, I'm not saying, like I said before, you're not going to feel it. I'm not saying, amen, that, that you don't, uh, uh, you, you, you're not going to feel the things that affect your life or things that are said to you or, or things that happen to you, amen, or things that maybe happen physically to you, amen. Uh, but don't live there or allow it to be displayed in your life, amen. Uh, in other words, don't let whatever comes at you take control of you. Things are going to come, church. I'm going to feel the, those hits. I'm going to feel those insults. I'm going to feel those things that, or how it comes or, or what people say or, or things that happen in my life or whatever, my children, whatever it is. Amen. But I don't allow myself to live there. You see, Paul knew how to be satisfied. He knew how to be content. Whether he had the plenty or whether he was lacking in a need. Amen. Paul was always thankful because he had the recipe. Another translation says, the secret. Oh, you guys like secrets, huh? Oh, tell me the secret. <laughs> Food people like recipes. Gossipers like secrets. No, no, no. This is a good secret. How many want to hear the secret? Colossians chapter 3, 16 and 17 says this. Let the message of Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom that he gives. Sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs to God with a thankful heart. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, 
giving thanks to him through God the Father. Does anyone have needs in this place today? Come on. Come on, wave, wave to Jesus. I got a need. If you don't wave to Jesus, he don't give you anything. Hallelujah. Come on, God, give me. I, want, I got a need. There's needs in my life. I don't got it all together. I'm just like Paul, amen. I, I don't have it all together. I, don't, I haven't figured it all out, amen. There are things that still hit my life. There are things that, I, man, God, I need some help. God, I, I need some help here. Uh, come on, I got a grandson growing, amen. God, I need some help, hallelujah. Come on, I got a granddaughter, oh no, hallelujah, growing, amen. I need some help. Oh, Lord, hallelujah. Come on, we, we, there's things that we still got to face. Come on, there are things that are going to still hit our lives. So, God, I, I need some help. Does anyone have a need today? Or are you just dissatisfied because you don't have what you want? You see, commitment does not come naturally to most of us. Come on, let's just get real. Content describes a person, listen, who accepts whatever comes their way, which rules most of us out. Because we kind of flow whatever hits our life, right? Come on, if things are good, hey, we're good. Oh, yeah, we're dancing, we're smiling. Come on. She's nicer. He's not grumpy. Woo, come on. Marriage people say amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. But when things are bad, well, stay out of their way. <laughs> Come on, get out of the way, amen, stay clear, because when they're going through things, they're just, you still love the Lord, but they're just, you ever felt like that? And I'm going to church, but I really don't want to worship today. I'm going to church, but you know what, I don't want to talk to brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so. Well, there they are, I'm going over here. Hello. Don't look at them right now. Come on, we, we go through things, amen, and we take it out on those family members or those that are close to us. See, Paul was satisfied to a point in his life where he was not disturbed, listen, not disquieted, nothing disturbed him to a point where he lost his thankfulness to God. Nothing in his life made him silent, Quiet, nothing stopped him from his shout, amen. Nothing stopped his, uh, thank you, Jesus. Uh, nothing stopped his hallelujah. Come on, nothing stopped his dance, amen. Uh, come on, he spoke to that brother no matter what. Oh, I'm grumpy, but you know, I'm going to say hallelujah. God bless you, brother. I love you. Just like that. I'm going to hug you even though I don't want to hug you. Come on. Nothing's going to take my shot. You know what? Oh, man, I'm, I'm always at the altar. I'm not going to stay back. Cause, you know, heck no. This is where I belong. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to shout still. I'm going to thank God still. Amen. I don't care what just hit my life. Amen. Nothing's going to take away my thankfulness to the Lord. Paul was this man. So what's the secret? What's the recipe of this contentment? See, Paul learned the secret. Paul had the recipe of being happy in any situation. He truly understood what it was to be in the want. Come on, there was a lot of needs in Paul's life. But he also knew how it was to be in the plenty. 
Come on, you're talking about a man that was stoned. You're talking about a man that was whipped and dragged. You're talking about a man that was incarcerated, amen, for things that he had nothing to do with, amen. You're talking about a man that was thrown things at him, talked about. So what was Paul's secret? What was it that made him not a seasonal Christian? What did he do different? Because there's seasonal Christians in the church today. Come on, turn to somebody and say, what's up, CC? <laughs> Look to a brother and say, what's up, Cecil? <laughs> Come on. We're seasonal. We're emotional. Come on, somebody say amen. We go through things, amen. But Paul... Paul, that didn't change him. Paul wasn't a CISO. Paul wasn't seasonal. Come on, what made him so different? How many would want to know the, the recipe? How many want to know the secret? Come on, come over here. Come over here. Come on, everybody. Let's gather. Come on. No one wants to know. Come here. It's a secret. I can't yell it. No, come here. Shh. Well, it's found in verse 13 of Philippians 4. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's right there before our eyes. It's a scripture that all of us memorized. The sinner knows this scripture. <laughs> I can do all things through Christ. We say it like nothing. But yet it's the secret. It's the recipe that made Paul so content in whatever hit his life. Something that we have read over and over and over. And the recipe, the secret, is Jesus. Come on. It's not a heavy rabbit. It's just Jesus. Come on, you can have the whole world. Give me Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, you can, you can have all that. Give me Jesus. Jesus, listen, church, is all you need. Come on, in Jesus, you'll have all you want. It's only in Christ. He can help you through anything. It's only through Christ who will strengthen you. See, Paul's self-sufficient was in Christ's sufficiency. He learned that everything, somebody say everything, everything comes from the Father. The good, the bad, oh, and the ugly. Don't look at him right now when I said ugly. What's wrong with you guys? Come on, everything comes from Daddy. It didn't matter to Paul, amen. He drew the line. He already drew the line. When he gave his life to the Lord, he drew the line. He made up his mind. He said, you know what? I'm not going back no more. I'm not going back to the world. I'm not going to go hang out with my homies no more. I'm not going back to the bottle. I'm not going back to the drug. I'm not going back to doing whatever it was back there. I found the recipe. I found my happiness. And it's Jesus Christ, church. Come on, he got up. He says, I'm not turning around. I draw the line see when you become to have a, 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 
a, a, a spirit of thankfulness, amen. You forget all that. I don't want that. I found it. I found the secret of life. I found the recipe of happiness for my life, for my home, for everything I do. I found the secret that helps me through the rough times, the tough times, the quitting times is Jesus. He found the answer, church. He found the truth. And his name's Jesus. And that alone made Paul thankful. Just like that song we sing, when I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how he picked me up and turned me around, how he set my feet on solid ground, makes me want to shout, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. It makes me want to shout, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Come on. When you think about the Lord and how good he's been to you, it makes you want to shout. It makes you want to turn around. It makes you, come on, to think about him and sing. Say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This was Paul's attitude, which reflected his gratitude. Paul sang, remember when he sang with Silas when he was locked up, incarcerated? He broke out. It, it, that, that, that didn't disturb him. That didn't quiet him. They think that this was, this was going to make me shut up? Silas, give me a beat. Come on. You got Silas over there just beating. They started singing. When I think about the Lord, how he saved me. How he, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost. How he healed me to the uttermost. See, when you start to fall in love with God, man, you, you, you just go, uttermost. <laughs> Come on, I know you guys. When you're in your car, man, you're in that shower, you're, you're really getting down right there. Come on. How he picked me around. Turn me around. How he set my feet woo, on solid ground. He started with that. It makes me want to shout. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. It makes me want to shout. Woo. Man, I'm taking you. Some of you in your car. Oh, yeah. I'm in my car right now. You're in your car being, yeah. Come on, you, come on. You, when you're by yourself with the Lord, you're the best singer. You know, you, I'm the best singer right now. Oh, yeah. Woo. Come on. That's all Paul did in that jail cell that day, in his midnight hour, in that place of uncertainty. See, nothing quieted him, but something rose inside of him, and he started to praise. And we know the story. 
ground started shaking. The door flew open. The shackles fell off. Whoo! And then he, instead of just praising God like this, he got up and started praising God. Yeah. Went out. Jill said like this. Woo, yeah. Free, not free. Free, not free. I'm free. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Some of you need to dance. Amen. Some of you need to just start thinking about the Lord. Some of you need to do something for God. Amen. You need to get into the presence of God because when you start to worship God, you start to praise God, something inside of you of thanksgiving rises up and no matter what you're facing, church, it's going to be all right. Woo! Just sing that song, you'll get happy. If you're not getting happy right now, then you haven't found the recipe. still don't know the secret all that all that scripture is is just uh, something that you hang on the wall put on a bumper sticker something that you post on facebook just out of nothing instead of saying it's in christ that strengthens me second corinthians chapter 12 verse 7 to 10 says this even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So from, from me, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh. A messenger from Satan to torment me from becoming proud. Three times, somebody say three times. Three times, no, I'm sorry, a lady. <laughs> right, Lionel Rishi just popped in my mind right now. Three times I begged the Lord Take it away. Somebody say, take it away. You ever beg the Lord, take this away from me? Come on, you ever thank, tell God, I don't want to go through this. Take this away. Come on, do you ever have begged the Lord, I don't want to go through this? Come on. Here's Paul. He says, three times I begged the Lord, take it away. And each time, listen, each time we forget this part. Each time he says, my grace is all you need. <laughs> Come on, somebody. My power works best in weakness so that I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me, church. That is why I take pleasure in my weakness and in insult, hardships, persecution, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Hallelujah. Here's Paul who says, you know what? This was brought to me to humble me. This was brought to me for I don't become proud or big-headed. Come on. This was brought to me, amen, that I can rely on him and that I can rely on his amazing grace because grace is all you need, church. Whew. Come on. That's when the power comes. That's when it works best is in your weakness. 1 Timothy 1.12 says this, I thank the Christ Jesus our Lord who has given me strength and he has considered me trustworthy, appointed me to his service. See, Paul learned to trust the Lord in every situation. Instead of being complainful, he was always thankful. Come on, he drew strength from everything in the one who continually empowered him. He knew that Christ would give him the strength for whatever circumstances he would face through the works of the Holy Spirit. 
See, the secret church is drawing on Christ's power for strength. Amen. We can only draw within ourselves. Amen. The power will run out. Willpower only takes us so far, church. But Christ's power, come on somebody, never runs out. As you get into his presence, he becomes the original energizer. Amen. Hallelujah. You keep going and going and going. They stole that from Christ. Hallelujah. See, when you're finding yourself getting frustrated with people, with family, hello, your boss, your neighbor, people in the church. Oh, yeah, they're in the church too. Come on, don't look at them right now. Don't look at them. When you find yourself, it's because you're doing it in your own strength. Church, you need to get into his presence and draw your strength from Jesus so that when you are weak, I say, when then you are weak, then you will be strong. God will help you face that brother you don't want to face, that sister you want to face, that family member you don't want to face, that boss that's getting on your nerves. Come on. You won't blow your testimony if you draw from Christ's strength. We must rely on the promises of God and Christ's power to help us to be content. If you're a person that's always asking for more, then ask God to remove that desire and teach you, listen, how to be satisfied instead. Be satisfied in every situation, every circumstance that you face. And my God, say my God, will supply all your needs. And he will do it to the best way that best fits you. Don't look at other people. Look for God for you. He will give you what you need. Say, I. What you need that's lined up, tailor-made for you. Another secret of Paul's contentment was this. He can see life from God's point of view. Paul was so focused, listen, on what he was supposed, not, uh, on what he was supposed to be doing. Listen, not on what he felt that he should have. He was focused on what he should be doing, not on what he should have. You see, sometimes we think that because we're saved, because we're born again, because we're a follower of Christ, amen, that we should have this, we should have that, we should have this. He's a big God. I want a big car. I want a big house. Come on, don't, don't tell me you don't think like that. Come on, he's a big God. Give me, give me, give me, give me. My name's Jimmy. Go on. We, we, we think like that because I'm his child. He's going to give us the best, amen. And I'm not saying that God doesn't want to bless us. How many have been blessed by God? Come on, you've been blessed by God. Sh- 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 Come on, tell the devil, I've been blessed by God. Woo! Hallelujah. But our relationships, listen church, our relationships shouldn't be based on what we have. It should be based on what we're doing and what he has done. You see, Paul had his priorities straight. He was grateful for everything God had done in his life. We need to do this, church. What we need to do is detach ourselves, listen, to the non-essentials of life so that we can concentrate on the eternal things of life. Money is not the answer. Money's good. Come on, somebody say money's good. But it's not the answer, church. See, money comes and money goes, but God will always remain, church. God will always remain. So we need to focus on what is important and give more attention to what matters. We often desire more than we have, amen, and what that really is is a longing to fill an emptiness in your life. That's why ladies go shopping. 
It's the truth, ladies. I'm not trying to take you down. You're trying to feel a happiness. You're, you're, you're hurt. You know what? Let's go shopping. And you call another sister that's going through something. You're ready? Let's go shopping, girl. Let's go. Come on. We, we're going to spend some money. Hallelujah. This will make me happy. Come on. We're trying to feel an emptiness in our lives that people will buy things to fill a void. That's why people will buy a car. It'll spur a moment. There's no prayer. There's no talking. There's no, no communication even with their spouse. They just come on with a car. Why'd you do that? Uh, come on, we're going through things. Uh, we're paying bills. Come on, you, we can't afford that. I just felt like it. Makes me feel good. Probably lose it in three months, but it feels good right now. You know, we don't think these things. We, we try to fill in voids. And the question is, what are you drawn to when you feel empty inside? What are you drawn to? And how do you find true contentment? See, your answer lies in your perspective, in your priorities, and in your source of power. Can we really do everything through Christ? Come on, church. Can you leap over a tall building in a single bound? Are you faster than a speeding bullet? Most of us know. Only Superman. Hallelujah. But listen, the power that we receive... When we are in union with Christ, it's sufficient to do his will and not ours. The power to face the challenges that rise up from our commitment from doing his will. The power to go forward in this crisis and fight this virus, amen, and stay focused on the prize. The enemy's trying to take your focus away, church. The enemy, this virus, uh, this pandemic, uh, this, this, this coronavirus, amen, whatever it is, amen, is trying to take away your focus from the prize. We must contend for the faith, church. We must face troubles, pressures, and pandemics. They're going to come our way, church. But as they come, in our weakness, ask Christ to strengthen you. For when I am weak, then I am strong. John 16, says, I've told you these things so that in me, who? Who's me? Christ Jesus, come on, in me you will have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the recipe. Jesus is what we need, church. As I close today, let's remain thankful by not becoming seasonal. And when we are, when we start to do that and remain thankful... I can tell you for sure that victory will always be yours. This banner that's been hanging on the wall throughout this year, God says there's a sure victory in me. Come on. When you leave me, you're destroyed. When you leave me, there is no victory. But with me, there is victory. There is victory. Amen. God is victorious in any battle that we're facing, and even in the battle that we're facing right now. Let's learn the secret. Let's have the recipe of contentment, and let's be thankful at all times, church, no matter what. Tell your neighbor, no matter what. No matter what you're, gonna, what you're facing right now, no matter what's going to come your way, no matter what 2021 is going to come, church, let's remain thankful. And let's draw strength from Christ. His strength is sufficient in our weakness, church. Let us be thankful people. Let me close with this, amen. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and then thank him for what he has done.
Hebrews 12, 28 says this, Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with a holy fear and awe. Come on, somebody. Psalms 100, verse 4 to 5 says this, Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to and praise his name for the Lord is good. Come on. His unfailing love continues forever. His faithfulness continues to, to each generation. Come on. God is good. Can somebody say amen? I say God is good. Amen. Come on. Why don't us all stand up? God is a good God. But we must remain thankful. Hallelujah. How many have the recipe now? How many know the secret now? It was right before our eyes all this time. And it took just really looking at it that I can do all things through Christ. <laughs> Jesus. Who strengthens me. I stand here not in my own ability. I, I, I've been serving God for over 20 years, amen, and it, it's not because of who I am or anything else. It, it was all along Christ, and I give him the glory each and every time. God, is you that has got me through this. Jesus, you are so good. And when I want to get mad and I want to have a kicking party and kick things and Get mad and come on. You ever been kicking mad? I've had so many times like that. I had times with God where I was mad at Him. But He's my daddy. I, I can talk to Him. He lets me talk. Amen. And afterwards, I was like, oh, sorry. Sorry, Daddy. I was just venting out. And He goes, That's okay. As long as you vent it out on me and not over there. Not to your wife. Not to other people. Not to your church. You can tell Daddy how you feel. I can take it. And I feel so good afterwards that he, that's he, man, he makes me repent. 